Hello and welcome into a new episode. It's Scarves Up. I'm your host, Nathaniel Mamoudis. We are still going strong. Oh, it feels so good to say that. Dave Mamoudis, welcome back to the show. Wait, weren't we losing the game when I stopped watching? Uh, I mean, honestly, one of the craziest games uh, that in Sounders history. And, and it might be the greatest game in Sounders history. I mean, like, it. we didn't, we thought... The that, greatest game so far. Very good point. Very, very good point. Um, obviously... Or perhaps the greatest comeback, at least. You yeah, know. definitely the greatest comeback. I mean, it. Um, I guess um, that game against uh, it was DC United, uh, twenty eighteen. I I believe um, was when we came back to win four to three. That one was pretty good too. Um, definitely, um, it was nice the fans were in the stadium for that one. Uh, but uh, that. Uh, but uh, this was a, an absolute phenomenal game. Well, and we're gonna get do all of it um obviously uh the game in the 20 the 2019 western conference final was a game which was a better sounders game right more uh sounders victory from end to end which was uh great in its own way in this case the sounders uh spent you know, the, the first half of the game feeling a little unlucky. The first, I guess, really five-sixths of the game uh, feeling a little hard done by. Yeah, um, but but uh, are, are you going to lean towards this game or, or LAFC or the game against LAFC? Um, so I'll say this for, this for best, certainly playoff comeback, maybe best comeback overall. LAFC, you know, might be the best playoff game. Well, um, I might even say that was our... I mean, like, okay, I'm not going to agree with Taylor Twelman. Um, In his statement that LAFC is well-known as the best soccer team of the entire thousand years of, of soccer from 2000 to 3000? Uh, yeah, basically. But, I mean, he'll say... That that game against LAFC is the Sounders' best game ever. Um, it's definitely up there. It's not the best game ever, but um, we it was a very complete performance the entire game in this game. The Sounders played really well. Like at the beginning of the game, um, we had chances. Uh, maybe uh, we didn't. Uh, we weren't finishing them off, or we didn't create um, enough because we didn't get a goal in the first half. Um, however, uh, but but then uh, we did wake up in the second in the second half. Uh, but that game against NAFC again, uh, the entire game we were on, we were the better team. Um, I, I I don't think people uh, after this game, it doesn't seem like um, uh, most people are saying that. Minnesota outplayed us in the same way that Toronto, that people right, last year, listen, like if you talk about last year, it was very annoying that people were all like, oh, Toronto was the better team. They deserve to win. Well, they couldn't score a goal till stoppage time. You don't deserve to win if you can't score goals. It doesn't matter if the goals are good. Um, it doesn't matter who has the goals. I think that may be another factor with, with this game that 
we were going in, going in as the acknowledged favorite. You know, so even though we expected to win over LAFC, um, the Taylor Twelmans of the world were surprised, which does make that victory more sweet. Whereas this one, you know, part of the shock of of being down two nothing is that you didn't expect to be down two nothing. Uh, also, in um, in the, that game against NFC, see, I mean, ESPN it was just rooting for the NFC Atlanta final, um, and then. Of course, they ended up again with Toronto-Seattle, which is basically what no one wanted except for Toronto and Sounders fans. Uh, no one's south of the 45th parallel was excited by that game. Exactly. Uh, but uh, So let's get into the specifics of this game. Uh, so the first goal, um, Emmanuel uh, Reynoso, Reynoso uh, the other player who who basically did is doing what Nico did in uh, 2016 came over from Boca Juniors the only difference he couldn't get his team to MLS Cup uh, so and uh, how they scored this was a beautiful free kick uh, I don't think I do not think many goalkeepers in the entire world are going to save it Obviously, it is that good before I got close to it I read some criticism that if Shane O'Neill had gotten off the ground a little bit, he might have been able to get in the way. I don't know if he was caught a little flat-footed or, you know, careful not to accidentally jump over the ball. It's true. The The wall, uh, I don't think the wall jumped at all. Or, I think um, maybe some of them yeah. did, but not O'Neill. Um, uh, but, but anyway, you can't, you know. Yeah, no, you can't, you can't really blame the wall or or Fry for for. The goal. I mean, it hits, it hits the inside of the post. It's low. I mean, it would have been an absolute amazing save if Fry saved that. Um, but yeah, no, this was a great finish. Um, do you agree with with uh, the the call in the first place? So a lot of people are saying it should have been a red card. Thoughts? Um, I thought because he got the ball. You know, that makes it harder to do the red card. Now, should you say it shouldn't be a foul at all? Probably not. You know, he was in a dangerous position. He just barely got the ball. Um, anyway, obviously could have been sensibly called any of those directions. Yeah, I thought the yellow card uh, here is uh, is very fair. Obviously, this is sometimes given as a red card, um, and I... And I'm happy that it wasn't. And I'm definitely especially happy it wasn't here. Um, but I, I hope that stuff like this is a yellow card. Because this was one of, this was a tackle where he was going for the ball the entire time. Like he, he was going. Uh, and then he was a fraction late um, uh, to the ball. And that meant... Does the amount of contact he gets on the ball matter to you? So well, it, if you it said, matters if he's going for that. He's so going my question is... Ball. If there was no contact on the ball, would that make it worse? Or if he, you know, let's say the ball had been in a different position and he had gotten solid contact on the ball, but then slid through and his studs are in contact with the other player. So I think if he had gotten more solid, if he had gotten, if he had gotten more contact with the ball, then the more then the more I would say it's not a yellow card, but it's a foul. 
Because you um, can't, I mean, I presume yeah. you can't, you know, literally do a two-footed challenge through the ball and then through the kneecaps yeah, of yeah, the opposing no, player. Yeah, yeah, you can't do that. Um, but what you'll see is a, a great slide tackle is, is when a player only touches the ball and then maybe they're still on, and then because they're on the ground and the person can't stop because of momentum... Then they trip over that. Right. So it's, that, it's, it's that, that is a if, perfect slide tackle. If you go through the ball and then you're there before the they're, other player, yeah. and so they're bouncing off your shin pad, your shin pads after you slide through the ball, you know, obviously that's that's not a foul. But I guess the question of if you did a slide tackle and the other player was on the other side of the ball, you know, and you then go through the ball to them, um, anyway, you know, maybe there's a you know, a simulation of every possible angle that this could go in the referee training somewhere that explains where the, the line is. Yeah, but again, I thought the yellow card was the right call um, because he, he, from one angle, it does look like he touches the ball a little bit, um, but then it's not like a one of those, one of those plays uh, where, uh, it, it's not like one of those plays where the tackle has no chance of winning the ball. Like, he actually had a chance to go for the ball. And Finley uh, uh, gets there just a split second before um, and gets the ball and and gets the ball going in the direction he's he's, uh, going. Um, So, I think the yellow... So, I would say the yellow card is right. Um, And there was also another relatively early yellow for Alex Roldan... You know, were you worried at that point about the possibility of how that changes the defense to have two, two of the four defenders sitting on a yellow? Yes, I was, and that one, because that one came first. I think that was in. I think it was like fifteen minutes in. 13, right, Alex, with a couple of in. couple of bad challenges in the early stages of the game. Yeah, uh, uh, ninth minute was uh, was that foul. The other one was in the twenty seventh uh, minute, um, and Alex rolled on in that one. Uh, the, he. He did, um, he, uh, when he got that card, it was like his second or third foul already. Um, so, so yeah, no, it, it felt, so yeah, that was unfortunate, but he was able to control himself, didn't get sent off, uh, because if a red card was handed out in the game, uh, red cards change games, that would have been huge. Uh, in general, though, we look at the refereeing, I thought... Um, Ismail Alfath had a really good game. Um, referee of the year showed it. Um, so, what do you think of the next big play where Alfath was was involved? Around the was that the 59th minute? Uh, yeah, when the goal is called back. Yeah, it was, it was right around then. Um, so, okay, so that that's the only one one I'm going to disagree with. I mean, like that's actually. Like I'm not, I'm not. I don't know what what it is. It's just that we're missing consistency among MOS. Because if you think back to the game in uh, the MOS is back tournament, um, our second game, the 9 a.m. game uh, against the Chicago Fire, how Chicago scored their first goal was Barrage um, basically did the same thing that Raul Roy Diaz does. Um, to, uh, so the, the rules question I had for you as a referee was, it felt like 
the defender really intentionally turned his back on Rui Diaz and almost backed into him. Yeah, that's the other thing. I think he's like getting ready to to head and to, so it uh, felt to like, head the it ball. Felt like he was he almost, does turn in the in a way. Like he, it, he like, was initiating the contact with his back, and Rui Diaz just you know said, "Pick on someone your own size," and he bounced off of him. And and again, it looks so similar to the challenge. Um, that Barrett's did on Aria on Ariaga, and that one, um, that one they didn't even take a look at um, for it to be a foul. So just the consistency is off. Um, I don't know on these plays if I'd if I'd rather it go to the uh, forward or or the defend or the defender. But I mean these plays are interesting because Barrett is like a big and strong forward. And um, and well, Raul Ra- Ra- Diaz, he's still a strong forward, but he's a little forward. So also, so maybe that's it. The, you know, when so somebody also, else like, goes flying, they feel like he must have cheated. So, so also, the Minnesota defender, he really sells it. Um, uh, he 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 feels the push and then goes down. Um, not a big fan of of that by. Uh, by Michael Boxel. So obviously very disappointing for the Sounders to miss that chance to equalize. Uh, yep. Uh, then the Sounders, the other referee decision um, that was in this one, I guess we'll just cover all of those before we go over the other goals, um, was the penalty shout. Uh, Chase Gasper took down Christian Rodon. What did you think about that play? Well, it was one of those things where, you know, the ball was on its way out of the penalty box. He's clearly running away from goal. Um, but he also clearly did, you know, miss the ball and kick Christian pretty hard in the back of the leg. So I think that's a penalty. It's not, you know, much of a penalty, but it's, you know, it's a penalty. You've got to be mad at your defender for giving away if you're the team it's called on. But to me, it's a penalty. Yeah, I I also agree that this is a penalty, and I I would not actually say that you are mad at uh, your player if they give this up. Uh, be- well, I mean, like you're a little mad I mean, in the sense that it's not, you're a little mad. He's, he's not on but, goal, but, so why but, are but you But this is but hard? this wasn't a poor decision by Gasper. No, they're it both it, running it. They're yeah. both challenging for the ball, and Christian Roldan just has a little more pace than the uh, than the uh, left back. And he beats him to the ball first. He get Rodon is the one who kicks the ball. Um, and then he gets taken down by Gasper, who even though Gasper did not mean to do it, it is still a foul. Right. But what I mean is, the, you know, as a coach, I'd be frustrated with that because you're at the corner of the box. You're moving away from the goal. There's no reason not to, you know, there's no reason for him to attempt to make that play. Uh, this he, is, he should stand it up and say goal side. This is a clear example of, like, when we've talked about the penalty uh, the penalty kick uh, being... Right, so you're, you're ex- this is yeah. your example where the uh, yeah, a, a like, shot from the penalty spot is way too good a reward yeah, for, uh, for, for contact. Just yeah. barely being into the box. Where the ball is traveling towards the halfway line more than it's traveling towards the goal. Um, again, imagine if... Imagine if... Uh, if... Because of that foul, uh, the direct kick was taken from that spot... Um, still, only the keeper and the player taking it can be in the box. But the plays that could result from uh, 
from only the keeper and uh, one player being in the box would be um would be uh, really it, fun to watch because either you're saying if there's no wall but there's a line of people standing at the standing at the D all rushing at the goal. Well, yeah, because either because either um because they still can't go in until the ball is kicked. So either the person so you, so then depending on where it is, maybe the person shoots it. Maybe they they just shoot really hard, and then the goal for one thing is going to be a lot more interesting than a penalty kick. But then also, then you're going to have interesting plays where like people are like timing their runs. So then, when whoever is taking the kick, when they kick it, someone else comes crashing into the box to slide in, and that'd be insane. Make the penalty kick a lot more interesting, it would be interesting and a lot more try. fair. You know, yeah, I'm also imagining the case where the, the foul, you know, imagine the foul's a foot in front of goal and, you know, imagine the ball being sitting there and Stephen Fry crouching in, you know, in front of it. I mean, this is the other thing. When, for those, in those very rare occasions when a keeper picks the ball up, those are some of the funniest plays when to watch. When you have an indirect kick there, you're um, saying. When they, because, especially if it's an indirect free kick, um, but then, then, then the team can have their players on the line so they'll be standing on the goal line that's and uh it's very funny to see because it's either like do you try and do a pass or uh, i mean usually i would say uh, it's smart enough it the smartest move is to just blast it at the goal uh so in either case i think we're unlikely to see that rule change for the upcoming season yeah no i, I don't see that that changing any Maybe they'll just soon. try it for MLS Cup as an example, as a as an experiment. Okay, so moving on uh, to the other uh, goals that were in this game, Minnesota would score a second goal, um, and it was the player who scored their last goal uh, in their uh, win over uh, SKC. Uh, so, uh, and and. and this is a uh, time. New who I believe is the one who's supposed to be uh, tracking. Yeah, I, I didn't look carefully at that. I mean, it, I you know I sort of presume that like all those plays, there were probably some picks involved. So I don't know whether New who was the original marker of Debussy or whether he, um, you know, was just the closest person after the first defender was stripped off. This is a. It's also um, and uh, yeah, it's also interesting. Uh, I haven't looked very closely at. Uh, that goal to see if there were any sort of a foul. I mean, it definitely seemed like Elfath was watching for the pushing. He gave a couple people warnings about that early in the match. Uh, but uh, this is, I mean, like the server from uh, Reynoso is very good. Um, and uh, there isn't much that Fry can do on that. Uh, just a little bit, just a little nudge to help it get in the back of the net. Good finish. By Devasi. But then the tables turned. After he he was only on the field for I believe two minutes. Yet he came on in the seventy-third minute, scored in the seventy-fifth minute. Will Bruin would make it two one thoughts on this goal. So do you think Schmetzer will realize that you've been right all along and he should come out in the in the two forward setup? Uh, from the beginning? Uh, no. Um, I think Bruin has continued to uh, uh, 
embrace his raw as the super sub. And uh, and I guess, the, was this the goal there that, uh, was it Leardom who fed the ball into um, into Rui Diaz in the first place? Rui Diaz was kind of an amazing trap in turn. Yeah, I believe it and was. And then it almost seemed like Will Bruin said, yeah. I can trap that ball even better. So he blocked Rui Diaz's shot for him. Well, it goes off, it went off Bruin and then... Right, Bruin, up, it, Bruin it, doesn't quite have the the, the, the block, trapping ability. The block more goes off Boxo. But didn't it hit Bruin's first first? Yeah, it hit Bruin okay. a, a little bit first, and then uh, Bruin recollects, and then nutmegs Boxo. Right, so maybe Bruin, score. you know, was trying to trap it the whole time, which is how he reacted yeah. so fast and was able to make that turn and finish it. Yeah, I mean, it was a good finish um, by Bruin. Um, Bruin, had, that's. Uh, Gotta love the dancing bear. Um, super happy. Uh, super happy. It had a rough week. You had to chase down a porch pirate. Yep. Um, scoring for his new for his new baby, for the new baby bear. Uh, and he was, you know, he was not done. Put in, uh, uh, encouraging the Sounders' offense on as he ran back to the center house, center circle. Uh, then 89th minute. Uh, Ladero putting in the corner, and then absolutely wide open is Raul Roy Diaz, who makes it two-two. And this, you know, the entire team collapses on on Will Bruin as the obvious scoring. This threat. is pathetic from Minnesota. This is the best score in the entire playoffs, and you and you have no one within ten yards of him. Um, but the ball was over there, so they thought, what could happen? Yeah, I, I mean, it is that is what happens late in games. You're so worried about where the ball is, um, and uh, and Rui Diaz is the is yeah. the master at you know sort of disappearing temporarily and popping up ten feet away. That same skill that Wondolowski has. And and Ro Ro Diaz, he you like because he's a small guy, like on corner kicks. And I mean, this goal was very similar to the one that he scored against LAFC, um, where he. Finds himself alone um, uh, at the back post, and then he puts it in. Um, he just waits for the ball to get past all the big, tall center backs, and then he finishes it off. You know, and to be fair, sending one person probably wouldn't have been enough. So if you're going to cover him, you have to send three. And this is also this is also a good finish. Um, take nothing away from it sure. because um, it is. The, the amount of space between the goalkeeper of the post and then there's there are two defenders who rush to get in the way. Right. Makes it look easy. Yeah. Makes a very difficult finish look easy, especially to do it in the 89th minute. But I'm definitely glad that it was him with that opportunity and not someone else. And then, 90 plus 3. And when does when does the last sub get made by the Sounders? Uh, the, the last sub was in the 77th minute. Gustav Svensson coming on for Jovan Jones. Um, and by the way, I thought Jovan Jones could have been taken off earlier. I thought he was the he he looked the worst um, on the team um, today. Well, he he just looked the slowest. Yeah, you know, but he has the same in the same way that Rui Diaz can. You know, he has that 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 thing that you know a lot of great attacking players do of. You know, appearing slow until he's walking by you with the ball. Um, so, I I think I he does that a lot less than Raul Rodriguez. Again, and, uh, yes, he doesn't Morris. have the energy. Because um, more, because 
Morris, even when he looks tired, he still looks really invested into the game. That's the same thing with... Well, Ra- Ra- Raul never looks tired. When Morris, well, very... Morris, 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 Morris looks yeah, like Morris a 14-year-old every, boy who hasn't gotten enough sleep the night before. Yeah, every game he looks tired, but he's never tired. He's always got a full sprint in him. Jones never... I mean, like... Yeah, well, Jones, never, Jones usually looks tired whenever he doesn't actually have the ball. I don't know. I th- I feel like when he has the ball, he sometimes. But he, he doesn't slow. look tired. He he sort of is hesitant. Anyway, him so. and New Who sort of do the same. I mean, New Who's less this way now. Um, and again, New Who, an amazing game. Um, his energy. Um, keeps and obviously, we were great. glad to see uh, Svensson get back to the field. Yeah. Um. So he comes in. He gets himself in front of goal. And uh, Debossi. Uh, it's the man covering Svensson. Svensson gets away from him. And Svensson also has a pretty good record of scoring in the playoffs now. Um, he scored against RSL last year. He scored against Houston um, in uh, 2017. Um, and the Sounders with their you know, previous history of uh, stoppage time goals against Minnesota. And yeah, it's another time, of course, uh, we all remember the, uh, the chip from Will Bruin. Uh, in 2017, um, which which completed a cup a comeback, um, but yeah, feel ba- I feel bad for Minnesota, um, but they really they 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 uh, just kept giving us the chances, um, but uh, they're forced to be reckoned with. I'm expecting even, them to come back firing next year. We hadn't even talked about a few balls off the woodwork. Exactly. I mean, uh, more Morris. Had one that was very close. Morris didn't have the best game today, um, but uh, a very good shot. Um, also, uh, just they just kept letting us have corners um, in this game. Um, we had ten corners. They had five. Um, for shots on target, we were actually tied um, five to five, which... Um, a little bit surprises me because most of their because their entire attack was really built on uh, set pieces. They had one with Ethan Finney. Um, I can think of was their best attack. Yeah, but Reynoso definitely the most dangerous uh, sorts of attacking yeah. balls. Uh, but uh, a good game for the Sounders. I mean, they, Sounders killing them on the possession, sixty-three percent to thirty-six. Uh, percent duels won um sounders won 74 to 38 um which is amazing and that's how you put yourself in position to win a game um so so moving forward uh we talked about the lineup a little bit uh no lineup changes so far what about the final yeah you know i guess um i think we're unlikely to see bruin start um, so I think the, you know, the two, the two real choices are, um, are we going to see Ariaga and Svensson on the field to start the game? Um, I think Svensson obviously made a, made a good, uh, a good case that he deserves to be there. Um, again, along with Bruin. Um, do, would you select Svensson to start for this game? 
You know, I mean, obviously I haven't seen them in training camp, but I think I would. I, I would say that too. Um, Svensson is probably the only person who I would who I would change for the first game. I would keep Rodon um, at right back. I think there's a chance that Leardom will start this game. Um, and but does O'Neill's incautious challenge? I think you know, I think O'Neill. I would be very surprised if O'Neill um, doesn't start this game um, because. He's uh, obviously done a huge amount to get the Sounders yeah. to this game. Um, and, and besides that tackle, he had a really good game shutting down um, the Minnesota um, attack. So I'd be very surprised if Ariaga starts that game. So you predicted a starting lineup. Do you want to make any predictions for the game? Uh, I, nope, nope, we're not going to do that. Don't do that in the playoffs. Um, yeah, so Svensson um, is the only change. And then... That would mean that Rodon is pushed higher and Jones is moved to the bench. Um, And obviously in that situation, the Sounders have lots of good options coming off the bench. Uh, Strange to have the Sounders playing the last game of the season against the team that they played in the last home game of the season. Well, at least the last home game with fans of the season. Yeah, it's kind of interesting... uh, going into this game, it does feel similar to 2020 in the in the sense that we only played in tw- in uh, no, in 2016. We only played Toronto once, and we tied them one to one. And that was the same with Columbus. We tied them one to one this year, um, early in the season in a game that didn't really mean much. Um, Obviously, it did mean much because if we had beaten them that game, it would be in Seattle. Um, but uh, thoughts on thoughts on Columbus, uh, that game against New New England, that got the that got them here, or, or I mean, familiar yeah. face in. Caleb Porter, the man with a very punchable face, and familiar, Darlington Nagby. Familiar hair in Jossie Zardas. Um, and yeah, so uh, some Timbers energy going on there. Um, you know, it's not, not quite as good as not quite as good as uh, um, being able to uh, actually beat the Timbers, but it has some of the same some of the same feeling. Um, yeah, what do you think of the rest of Columbus? Yeah, um, it will definitely, it's definitely, it's definitely going to be a good game. Um, from that last game against New England, um, uh, from, yeah, from that last game against New England, uh, the team, how the teams line up is kind of, is pretty similar, um, it should be interesting to see who has more of the possession in this game. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a, an entertaining match. Uh, when the uh, the odds are favoring and uh, are favoring Columbus, they say that Columbus is the favorite, um, which just which still seems crazy. Um, we are, we, 
seeing that seems like only that still the attendance will only be a thousand five hundred people. Um, see how, how green it looks. There, now I'm guessing there will be some people in green. Um, uh, but that game, eight thirty, eight thirty Eastern on Fox. Sounders looking five thirty Pacific. Sounders looking um, for uh, their third MLS uh, Cup. Uh, I think it, people are saying that if we win, that we become a dynasty. We are already a dynasty. Let's let's just reiterate that we've been the best team since two thousand nine. But if uh, if the third cup is gonna help us get over the line, then uh, you are going to have to help us get our boys there. And uh, during the game, make sure you keep your scarves up.